שלום ליהודים, שלום לבני נוח, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the fourth day, ערב י"ט באדר א', פרשס כיסיסה, תשפ"א, דאלס 5784, the evening of the third day, Tuesday, February 27, 2024. You're listening to Phantom Nation, a.k.a. the program program coming to you from the home of the chosen people, chosen by Gentiles for a unique relationship. The perennial target people, accused of terrible crimes in every generation, and today's fashion includes accusing them of... doing to the mythical Palestinians what the Germans did to them. Genocide. Now, apart from uh, this anti-Jew behavior, it is unfortunate not only for Jews, but society at, at, at large for behavior of mobs harassing Jews in the street for their alleged guilt in committing genocide against the Palestinians. Uh, it is evidence of so many people who don't know uh, what they're talking about. bad for society as a whole. Not one among these millions uh, can properly define the meaning of the word genocide, invented by a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust. We know that most of these millions of newborn haters shouting from the river to the sea also do not know what river and what sea is being spoken about. This is a mass hysteria of millions whose brains are infected with images of Jews doing terrible things. Here's a fascinating small item from, from Norway, one of the most shamelessly anti-Jew peoples in Europe. The Norwegian News Service reported on the resumption of flights to Israel by United Airlines, suspended in March, quote, immediately after Israel started the war with Hamas, close quote. Got that? The Norwegian news agency said they stopped flying in March, immediately after Israel started the war with Hamas. I find this amazing, really. This is fascinating. You see what the very conception of Jews does to some human minds. They cannot focus on what was done to us on October 7th. They disconnect that day from the days after, from Israel's reaction to that day. Israel is the guilt-bearer, not its mortal enemy. In the normal Norwegian mind, it seems the Jews started this war that some are calling genocide. The events of October 7th, the behavior of members of the Muslim Brotherhood uh, that were novel in their maniacal cruelty, some minds delete from consciousness. On that day, starting around 6.30 a.m., thousands of homicidal Jew-hating maniacs crashed into Israel to slaughter and not just kill, but torture to mutilate, horrify, chop off the fingers of little children in front of their parents, gouge out the eyes of parents in front of their children. And the uh, Norwegians see Israel starting the war. To quote Star Trek's Mr. Spock, fascinating. Talk about being the chosen people. What other nation is treated to this kind of mental disorder? Which is what it is. And it's no accident this story emanates from Norway, whose people, I believe, were among the last of the Europeans to abandon paganism for Christianity. They do have a nasty record of animosity to Jews, And it's no coincidence that the evil Oslo peace plan of Dr. Joseph Bailin, Ph.D., was hatched in that Norwegian capital with the services of Norwegian diplomats Terry and Mona Larsen. Indeed, in April of uh, 1940, when the Nazis were sweeping over the Low Countries and elsewhere and they invaded Norway, uh, they did thanks to the help of a Norwegian politician named Vidkun Quisling, whose name since the, the war has entered the international vocabulary as a synonym for traitor. 
Under the occupying Nazis, he became, in 1942, its premier and was an enthusiastic servant of his Nazi overlords. And after the war, he was put on trial for high treason, convicted and shot. Norway's uh, most famous writer as well, Knut Hampson. He was a passionate Nazi. Last Wednesday, the Norwegian newspaper Dagen reported on a Jewish woman in Norway belonging to a feminist organization who in a meeting wanted to talk about the behavior on October 7 of those sadistic woman-hating Muslim maniacs, and she was booed down and called a Zionist pig. This is textbook anti-Jew psychopathology. Jews must never be pitied for crimes done to them because they are the world's premier criminal evildoers. If they suffer, that's because they deserve to. It's fitting that the so-called Oslo peace process was hatched in Oslo, home of Quisling, and his no less ardent Nazi-admiring supporters. And in our generation, Norway in international forums has been one of the most consistently anti-Israel European member states. Not that we should be too surprised. 80% of Norwegians are Lutherans, and Luther was one of history's best Jew-haters, a spiritual forerunner of Hitler. And speaking of treason, the Washington Beacon reported on a group of Republican lawmakers uh, attacking Biden for his call for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza, quote, as a, quote, total betrayal of our ally and a gift to Hamas terrorists, close quote. These are the words of Congressman Tom Emmer of Minnesota. He is the House Whip. Uh, he was responding to reports of the Biden administration using its power at the U.N. Security Council to force a stop to the war and to prevent Israel from expanding its operations into Rafah. The Beacon clearly uh, sees in this a reversal of Biden's initial wholehearted support for Israel's uh, IDF in action. Some see this as politics on Biden's part, a way of assuring the Muslims in Michigan He's on their side against al-Yahud, but no less a factor might be Joe Biden's Irish Catholic upbringing from before Vatican II in 1965, when all good Catholic boys and girls were taught all Jews bear the guilt of killing Jesus. Some fellow writers have classified Biden's behavior toward Israel as spotted with episodes of clearly anti-Israel animus, which should not surprise. I don't think Joe Biden believes in anything. Uh, he's wrong on every foreign policy issue in his political career, Robert Gates said. I think he's just a con man who believes in nothing at some level. I also, I'm pretty sure he knows he's stupid and is always like a dog sniffing the air for what's fashionable. And not to be ignored is the advice uh, he gets from such villains as Jake Sullivan and Anthony Blinken, that empty suit of an ignoramus about Israel. You know, Blinken's high school chum in Paris in a fancy private school was Robert Malley, son of two renegade Jewish communists, now suspected he is of treason in the service of Iran. Under Obama, he ran the uh, let's get a bomb to the Iranians so they can destroy Israel operation. Once um, I saw him in a panel discussion this is years ago in some Washington think tank. The discussion was broadcast on C-SPAN, and it was clear to me he has no respectful knowledge of Israel and its war for survival now in its 76th year. He's speaking just State Department cliches. I imagine Blinken, like Malley, is also an ignorant ignoramus 
of the endless satanic violence done to us here. This business of a humanitarian ceasefire is camouflage for allowing the enemy to um, recuperate to a degree, to resupply, and continue to kill IDF soldiers. This call for a ceasefire also caters to the lie that the Arabs who fled Israel's attack are innocent civilians, wholly guiltless for the events of October 7. And as innocents, they deserve support and supplies. And so what if more Jews are killed by Muslims? That is the mindset of an Anthony Blinken, a Joe Biden, and his puppet master, Obama, the greatest secret enemy agent in history, who wormed his way into becoming the head of Islam's biggest enemy, the great Satan, the United States of America. That is an enemy because it supports the little Satan of Israel.
wound up in Egypt and the uh, possibility of Abraham being murdered over sex. He asks her, call me your brother. Likewise, the threat of Sarah's violation by Pharaoh that Hashem, thank God, prevented. Central to the story of this couple's lives uh, is her infertility that leads to the birth via her serving girl of that wild ass of a human being, Ishmael. Then comes the miraculous postmenopausal fertility of Sarah in old age that I believe led to imitative Christians imagining the miracle of the virgin birth. Abraham, uh, with the Philistines, as with Pharaoh, had to deal with the fear of being murdered over sex. Abraham was also witness to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and Adma and Zivoyim and Zoar for their misuse of the human body. The Torah also forbids the wearing of the clothes of the opposite sex, camouflaged these days as transgenderism, a known deviance uh, in human sexuality going back millennia. Antony Blinken, the non-Jewish nominal Jew, in authorizing a change in the protocols for dealing with aliens born abroad, said uh, this change will take some time, but the government, quote, has been moving towards adding a gender marker for non-binary, intersex, and gender non-conforming persons applying for a passport and providing reports of birth abroad, close quote. And I say, heaven help us that there are people like this at the, head of Mer- at the head of the American government who take this Orwellian, dishonest, verbal nonsense seriously. This whole woke thing when it comes to sexuality is just a verbal tactic meant to legitimize the collapse of sexual morality, which Jews taught the world means sex is great but belongs in a containment facility called holy matrimony. And why holy? Because in the nature, Hashem endowed his most brilliant creation with a man and a woman will experience the urge to join themselves in a most pleasurable way, and the end result is a miracle, the most godlike thing human beings engage in, the creation of another human being. For Jews and later Christians, virginity until marriage and fidelity in marriage has been the recipe for a healthy society, principles and values violated starting in the 1960s with the birth prevention chemicals and devices. The contraception industry changed the way men and women related to one another as never before in human history. If you want to know the origin of today's sexual madness, you know, what's your pronoun? Men can get pregnant. Little boys can get castrated. Best girls undergo double mastectomies. And drag queens entertain American kindergarten kids. It all began with the pill. They reconfigure the relationship between men and women as never before since the Garden of Eden. The pill's advent ignited a tsunami of premarital sex, fornication, and adultery that led to a further tsunami of millions of couples divorcing the invention of no-fault divorce, millions of tears, and millions of broken families. The pill produced women's lib, and women like Hillary, Lady Macbeth Clinton, who sneered at motherhood and wanted a career, just like a man. Women's Lib was followed in 1969 by Gay Lib, which burst out of a Greenwich Village bar for sodomites who were angry at polite society, which historically scorned their addiction as non-procreative hedonism. 
because they did not generate the next generation. They were also called degenerates. But with the pill, divorcing procreation from its pleasure, polite society could no longer object to behavior enjoying the pleasure of sex without procreation. The sodomites said, you're just like us now, so you have nothing to criticize us for. This led by 1972 to the American Psychiatric Association, the APA, removing homosexuality from its Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. The thinking was that if the sodomite is happy with his deviance and supports himself with a steady job, uh, who is to say this is a mental disorder? And it has been downhill ever since, leading up to the United States Secretary of State wanting to respect LGBTQI plus sign U.S. citizens, regardless of their gender or sex. And he's proud the U.S. has been moving towards adding a gender marker for non-binary, intersex, and gender non-conforming persons applying for a passport providing reports of birth abroad, close quote. And this is the same nominal Jew who wants Hamas to be given Judean Samaria and trigger an expulsion of Jews from their homes greater than the expulsion from Spain.
And that was pianist and composer David Gerwitz. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Well, uh, this segment is likely to be abnormally short because the topic is painful. And I have little to say other than to report on the Iran menace in the north disguised as Hezbollah. Today, some 50 projectiles rained down on the north, whence not tens but scores of thousands of Jews have had to flee their homes and become as homeless as the Muslims in and around Khan Yunus and Rafah. But of course, the UN contributes not a penny to their support. With the military affairs opinionators here projecting a major war in Lebanon after the Gaza fighting ebbs or ends, in 2006, we had a month of a war, we call it the Second Lebanon War, during which some 4,000 primitive Katyusha rockets were fired into Israel. Today, the enemy is in possession of over 150,000 rockets, many with GPS that can target any building in Israel. There also was a recent report uh, out of Lebanon, which, like Gaza, is now riddled with underground tunnels in a network far more extensive than the one in Gaza. But like the one in Gaza, its purpose is to hide in uh, for the leadership for an extended period of time, to pop up from time to time, to fire off missiles, then get back into your tunnel. Military experts are projecting damage all over Israel, as never before, if this war happens as expected. They're projecting the loss of electricity for not just days, sometimes in some areas, even weeks, which means no phone service. Some people are buying generators and battery systems with solar panels so they can recharge via the sun. Some are buying telephones and modems that connect to satellites. Dr. Aaron Lerner of IMRA has just written of this and his prescription is that only the only way to forestall this calamity is an Israeli preemptive attack on all the sites in Lebanon known to serve as storage silos for rockets. Problem is, which he does not mention, is that there are literally thousands of such sites. In the past, Muslims uh, had built two-story low-in-cost houses in which the owners uh, live on the second floor and cede the ground floor to Hezbollah as a storage room for a missile or two. Destroying the known sites in Beirut alone would result in widespread destruction there, turning Beirut into a copy of Gaza these days, looking like Berlin at the end of the war. My preference, though, is for striking the head of the snake, which is located in Tehran. And by that, I don't mean attacking the nuclear facilities. That would be wrong-headed, I think as wrong-handed as building the Iron Dome instead of destroying all industrial machinery in Gaza needed to manufacture the rockets. The enemy in Iran is not their nuclear works, but the leadership that controls Hezbollah and its rockets in Lebanon. Here's an idea. Uh, the next time the Iranian Majlis, that's the National Assembly, and government and their leaders all convene in their building in Tehran, Israel should launch... 12 cruise missiles packed with high explosives, each one named for one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Shoot them into the packed assembly building from 12 directions. Iran's leadership is the enemy, not its inert production lines of many kinds of weapons. 
without Iran, there would be no Hamas, there would be no Hezbollah, no Houthis firing missiles at merchant ships. God willing, Donald Trump returns to the White House, though yours truly will not be surprised if the Democrats, uh, who have become a, a criminal enterprise, indeed a traitor's one, steal the election again, after which anything is possible, including civil war. God willing, Trump returns and also sees Iran as the planetary enemy, enemy number one, and he decides to wipe it out.
And that was Hillel Goldblum doing Ba'ahava from our morning prayers. Okay, that's it for this weekly freebie podcast. For those who want three podcasts a week, please subscribe at phantom-nation.com. And if you are still subscribed after a year, the subscription becomes free. You might also want to check out what others have called the best book ever on the war against Israel. Some have called it a literary masterpiece. Phantom Nation, inventing the Palestinians as the obstacle to peace. Until next week, I'm Shai Bentakoa.